in the pursuit of happiness. Hi, I'm Mike, and welcome to my podcast about my pursuit of happiness. I am so excited uh, because I remembered my notebook today. So if you want to reach out to me, which I encourage you guys to do, and, and for the four to six people that have listened to the past podcast, I want to thank you very much. I appreciate you. Uh, hopefully you've been enjoying these. Hopefully I've been entertaining you or whatnot, uh, but I do appreciate it. If you want to reach out and you want to have a conversation, uh, if you want to uh, interact in any way to any of these podcasts, you can email me at Mike's, M-I-K-E-S, happiness. H-A-P-P-I-N-E-S-S at gmail.com or you can call and leave a voicemail at 678-506-0399. Again, that's 678-506-0399. So if you want to uh, to call and leave a voicemail or you want to shoot me an email to interact with me, feel free to do so. We can have conversations and whatnot. If you want to ask questions, I can answer them, uh, obviously not medically related or anything like that, because I am not a medical professional. My pursuit of happiness is completely for entertainment purposes and completely void of all medical recommendations. Uh, I am not a doctor. I'm not claiming anything, and uh, yeah, so forth and so on. So this week I want to talk about, I've actually had a pretty decent week, pretty good week. uh, I've been walking every single day, so I'm going to talk a little bit about walking and, and some revelations I've had possibly about walking. I want to talk a little bit about cold showers. Uh, interesting topic. Interesting topic. And uh, also uh, just just some 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 random um, random uh, amusings that <laughs> that I have written down over the past week for this uh, this podcast to talk about. So, like I said, I have been walking everything. I've actually been getting up. So. Sleep has been good, guys. I've I've been getting some sleep. I don't know if it's just because I'm tired, because I've been walking a lot and and moving around, Uh, but I think because I'm nourishing my body with good quality foods and I'm nourishing my body with some exercise, getting my oxygenated blood pumping around my body to my organs, to my brains and everything else, and I've also been pretty religious when it comes to my routine at night. We're going to bed at a decent time, not staying up crazy late. Uh, I take uh, at 9.30, I try to go to bed by 10 o'clock, by 9.30 typically, I take a shot of uh, melatonin. I've been taking some CBD oil, and I've also been adding passionflower uh, extract, to, extract to that as well. Passionflower is uh, used uh, as a calming herb, a uh, mood lifter as well. Uh, I, I only take it at night. I haven't taken it during the day at all, but uh, that combination, those three of those, Seems to be working really well on top of the fact that I'm tired from uh, from exerting myself throughout the day and keeping my body moving throughout the day. Again, I bring the focus to this silly little 42 millimeter uh, Samsung Galaxy watch. Uh, one of the things that's on it, like every hour, it's like, hey, you might want to get up and move. And I'm like, okay, I think I will because it congratulates me. And I love that little endorphin hit. It's wonderful. It's great. It's a dopamine hit. It's That's not a dopamine, but a dopamine hit totally. It's like, yes, look, it's congratulating me. Instant gratification is a lovely, lovely thing. So, uh, so the watch encourages me to move, which I have. Uh, and it's been really, really good. So uh, so I've been sleeping really well, and I have also not looked at my phone. I have still been taking my phone upstairs with me. Uh, it, it is next to me, but I have not looked at it. I, I, I 
put it down. Uh, I plug it in, put it down, and I do not look. I've resisted the urge to look at it, uh, which has helped tremendously, I think, with me falling asleep. Because that blue light, you know, there's studies that show that blue light just totally throws off your cicadian clock. I think that's what it's called. It's uh, your internal clock that says, hey, it's nighttime. You should sleep. It's dark, you know. Uh, but that blue light, that low-wave blue light gets right in your eyeballs from your phone, even on the low settings, and it totally screws up your internal clock. And it's like, no, you should be awake. Look, it's, it's like UV and sun and everything. Be awake. So um, <laughs> so I've been trying to avoid that as much as possible, and it's been working really, really well. On top of that, I'm going to get my ass out of bed in the morning, too. So I have hit snooze a couple of mornings, but I only hit one snooze. I give myself 10 minutes, right? So if I roll over, the alarm goes off, and I look at it, and I'm like, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. And I'm not really falling back asleep in those 10 minutes. I'm just kind of like relaxing a little bit, like my eyes closed, just resting my eyes, just relaxing a little bit, maybe stretching out. Uh, Maybe if I slept in a weird position or something like that, stretching out a little bit for those 10 minutes. Uh, So I haven't done it too often, but I have hit snooze at least once uh, this past week, especially and I have been getting up at 7 today and the day before. I actually changed that to 6, and I was up out uh, up, up at 6 o'clock. Because my routine now, right, as long as it's not pouring rain out, uh, which it has not been in the morning, it has, uh, has in the afternoons recently. I feel like Georgia is turning into Florida, uh, where we're getting rain, summer rains every afternoon, except for they're like the rains are turned up to 11. It's like mini monsoons that have been running through it's been pretty pretty darn wild it haven't hasn't uh, stormed today which is a friday it's friday today and i'm happy about that um but i've been getting up out of bed and before my body knows what the hell is going on i put socks on i put my shoes on and i walk out the door i walk down uh and around uh, my subdivision and into the park that's by my house i walk two laps which is two miles and then i walk back to my house and it takes me about an hour to do that. Uh, it's a little over two miles, something like that. And uh, I put in earbuds and I put on some music. And this is one of the things I want to talk about is uh, is music choice and something I've been doing uh, the past couple of days instead of music. Uh, but music choice has been huge. You know, when I first started doing it, I put on a workout channel and it was like, you know, it was like workout music and it was really meant for runners and it was specific beats per minute per song and everything. And I was like, this ain't what I want. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I started putting on music that I know and that I like and everything else. And then this week, early this week, I actually put on, uh, through Spotify cause I use Spotify for, uh, for my, my, uh, my music as I'm walking while I hold my phone and I have my headphones in and stuff. And, uh, and I put on a shoegaze, uh, mix. So shoegaze music, if you don't know what that is, it is, um, is, it's highly, um, uh, pedal driven type music and pedal like effects pedals for guitar. So you have a lot of phasers, you have a lot of flangers and choruses and stuff like that. And they call it shoegaze music because the musician musicians are standing on stage with their instruments staring at their shoes because that's where their pedal board is because their foot controlled pedals typically is uh, for for guitar and stuff like that. So they call it shoegaze because the musicians are standing there staring at their looks like they're staring at their shoes, but they're looking at their pedal boards and stuff like that. And if you want early Early morning, like misty dew off of the fields, uh, you know, summertime music with this euphoric, chorusy, phasered guitars with just a little overdrive to them. It is absolutely 
absolutely enjoyable. It is such a euphoric walk. <laughs> I found earlier this week, and you know, I keep up a decent pace, but this walk is not necessarily a uh, a fitness type of walk. Now, I have uh, decided that a couple of days a week, the walk is going to include some fitness with with some mild running, and we'll talk about that here in a second as well. But uh, but uh, the mostly the walk is about getting the hell out of the house. It's about being out in some nature a little bit. It's about getting my blood circulating and moving, and you know, getting my muscles activated, and you know that kind of stuff, and ready for the day. And kind of just getting that, like I said, oxygenated blood, breathing in that fresh air and stuff like that outside and getting that oxygenated blood pumping through my body into my brain and everything else making me feel better. And it's been amazing. It truly has, truly has uh, been able to start my day off in a much better mood, much better mood, you know, getting out of bed, having the motivation, the inspiration inside myself and motivation inside myself to get out of bed, you know, on time, not just lay there and lament life like I used to and just snooze, snooze, snooze for an hour, get my ass out of bed, throw on those shoes, socks and shoes and get the hell out there before my body knows what the hell is going on, before my brain knows what's going on. I'm walking down the street, I'm breathing in that fresh air, I'm taking in the sights, taking in the sounds, have some incredible, like I said, shoegaze euphoric music going on in my head and everything else. It's wonderful. Now, uh, also this week, I have switched over to uh, listening to some podcasts. Now, I like listening to podcasts. I always have like listening to podcasts. But I started listening to on my walks in the morning. I really, really like the uh, the Rich Roll podcast. Rich Roll is an incredible athlete. He's a, a vegan activist as well as a, an absolutely incredible um, uh, athlete, and he did this at a later age, age in life. He didn't become vegan until like 40. It's like almost like me. Uh, I'm not going to go out and run ultra marathons and stuff like that. He's an absolute beast, absolute beast. Uh, but I really like his podcast because the the people he has on that podcast are really, you know, uplifting people. There's 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 some guests that talk about consciousness. There's guests that just are are jovial people and talking about, you know. Uh, just just interesting topics. They're always upbeat stuff like that for the most part. There are you know have been some somber, uh, especially recently talking about you know change and civil rights and and activism and stuff like that, which is great, which is great too. But on my walks, I've been looking for that 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 inspirational type stuff. And he did he had uh, uh, Kevin Smith and and Harley Quinn, Kevin Smith's daughter Harley Quinn, uh, on this uh, this week. And uh, this was that was last week. I guess the, whenever it came out on Sunday, it came out. Uh, so I listen to it because I'm a huge Kevin Smith. I'm from New Jersey. I have to be, like legally, I think, have to be a Kevin Smith fan, which I do. Like, it's wonderful, wonderful. I love me some Kevin Smith. So he was on there, and, and I love listening to his stories, and, and his daughter's adorable. Uh, so I like listening to her stories, too, and, and how she tries to get a word in <laughs> uh, above her uh, above her father and everything else because Kevin's just a great, great orator and great talker, loves listening to his own voice. And, and he's also kind of one of the grandfathers of podcasts, and Smodcast is, what, 13 years old or something like that. So, uh, so it's been great. Now, um, Harley and Kevin also uh, started their own podcast together, like a daddy-daughter podcast, and it's called Vegan Abattoir. Uh, because Kevin Smith, uh, after his uh, near-death experience, did become vegan. His daughter has been vegan for four years and uh, encouraged him to go vegan after his, his near-death uh, heart attack just for health purposes. And it's funny, uh, and they talk about this in the uh, on their podcast, that you have two different perspectives there, right? Harley Quinn was became vegan 
specifically for animal rights reasons and stuff like that, humanity reasons when it came to that. And then Kevin Smith became vegan for health reasons, uh, 100% health reasons. So you have two kind of different attitudes there, two two different, um, I guess, uh, not necessarily viewpoints, but two different avenues of, of getting to a vegan plant-based diet, that sort of thing. So I listened to, they just started, there's two episodes, because uh, <laughs> they were promoting it on on uh, on uh, Rick Roll's, uh, or Rich Roll's um uh, podcast, and he was actually their second guest. So the first Vegan Abattoir uh, podcast is just them kind of setting the precedent of what it's all about. And then uh, the second one, they actually have the interview that they did. And so again, it was just an inspirational type of thing to listen to, listen to uh, them being interviewed and then them interviewing <laughs> the same person. It was really, really interesting to do so. So I think I think I'm going to start listening to quite a few uh, podcasts, stuff like that. I haven't gotten into like, um, like audible books or anything like that. Like, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, books on tape or whatever. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. We'll see. I like reading books, but I might listen to them as well. I don't know. I got an hour to kill while I'm doing the walk and everything else. And like I said, there's definitely a euphoric and I'm not going to, it's not like a strict thing. I don't think I'm not going to be sitting there saying, well, you know, my schedule is, is a shoegaze Mondays and then, you know, podcast Tuesdays and then uh, audible book on Wednesday and then back to shoegaze on Thursday or whatever it is, whatever, whatever I feel like it, whatever's, you know, uh, pops in and stuff like that. But I want to, if I am going to be listening to like podcasts and stuff like that, I want to make sure that the podcasts I'm listening to are, uh, uh, quality inputs, right? So looking at the surroundings, right? Looking at everything around me and everything else, I, I, I'm, I've upped the quality of the fuel that's going into my body, making sure that, that I'm putting good quality food in to feed my body and fuel my body, not the crap that I was uh, eating prior to that. Now, that is not to say that occasionally I don't treat myself. Today is Friday. It was a long week, a rough week. We will talk about what happened on Wednesday and going into Thursday, uh, as far as mood goes, uh, we'll talk about that. But I felt uh, and uh, and uh, I felt today I needed to treat myself. I didn't want to make myself dinner. I was tired. I looked at what I had. Um, my tofu was still frozen. I freeze my tofu. If you don't freeze your tofu with all your tofu, you're missing out. You don't understand the texture of frozen tofu. is amazing once it thaws out. But I didn't take it out in time, so it's still frozen. So I was like, forget it. I have a spaghetti squash, and I was like, I don't really want to roast that either. I got to, It's Friday. I want to treat myself. So I went to Del Taco. So I did, you know, I, I put a little poison in my body today. It tasted delicious, some French fries. I did get the small meal instead of the macho meal like I usually, but I got two, uh, two avocado uh, Beyond Meat tacos and, uh, and a small fry and an unsweet tea. And then my daughter, she likes uh, Del Tacos, too. So I got her some tacos, too. Uh, and we had tacos together, and it was delicious. And uh, so, I, you know, I'm trying to, to make sure I'm getting quality fuel in myself. But occasionally, I got to stop at a value gas station. And the fuel I'm going to put in is a little bit more tasty in some cases. Uh, but at the end of the day, to be honest with you, I ate that. And I have been tracking my calories. And I really didn't eat much today at all. I didn't have anything, really, except for that, for the most part. I had a cup of coffee. Uh, but lunch, I was busy with work and just, uh, I have a weird thing. Like I like doing intermittent fasting. So I typically eat, uh, my, my feed window. That's another funny thing. I was intermittent fasting. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of studies behind it and stuff like that. To be honest with you, uh, I do intermittent fasting just so I have a control. Um, so I can cut myself off at, at eight o'clock 
and um, and you know, tell myself, hey, you know, it's after eight o'clock, you can't eat anything because I'm a night snacker and stuff like that. I, I like to just you know plow through a bag of chips at night. So uh, so I do intermittent fasting really as you know. Yes, again, there's some health benefit stuff and stuff like that. A lot of studies, go check them out on your own. Again, I'm not a medical professional. But uh, if you want to check it out, feel free to do so. Uh, but I do it more as a control issue for myself. I want to make sure that, that I have a, a cutoff time, really. And I typically start eating, you know, again, my window's 12 to 8, typically is what I, what I, what I live in. It's my feed, my feed bracket. It's like I'm a livestock for myself. So my feed window is what I call it. It's so 12, uh, 12 to 8. But um, today... I was busy. I was training. I was doing what I do. I was doing my business uh, for work and everything else. And and I was uh, lunch break. I had things I needed to catch up on. Uh, so I took a break from you know we we took a break from from the the seminar I was doing uh, for lunch. Everybody else went and did what they did. I uh, I walked around for a half hour. Um, got another little little walk in for a half hour. It's an hour break. And then I returned emails and did what I had to do for that ex second half hour. So I didn't really eat anything. So. Dinner rolled around, and I was like, yeah, I got calories to burn. So I did it in one meal, <laughs> two tacos, small fries, and some unsweet tea. And uh, to be honest with you, I was sitting there, and I regretted it like within an hour after eating it because I wasn't full anymore, and uh, and I, I didn't really have much more room to go as far as eating based on calories or whatever. So I'm still fine. It's, it is what it is. Um I might eat some popcorn as a filler later. Popcorn's a wonderful substance. As long as you don't put, like, drowned in butter and stuff like that. Just some air pop popcorn. It's, it's a wonderful substance. It's, it's a filler. It fills you up. And there's not a ton of calories in it. So it always works in uh, as a pinch as far as that goes. So it is what it is. And it's a whole grain, I guess, too. We can say that. And it's gluten-free if you care about that, too. Uh, corn's always been gluten-free. But now we got to label it as gluten-free because of reasons. Um <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so I've been fueling my body. I don't know where I got off on this tangent. I've been fueling my body with, with good, uh, good fuel coming in. I've been moving my body, getting my, my body in motion as far as this walking goes and everything else. So now I want to start, you know, feeding my brain and, and, and keep this sphere of positivity, this, this sphere of, of, um, not motivation, because again, people can't motivate you. You got to motivate yourself. But this sphere of inspiration, I want to surround myself. And this is definitely something that that you see a lot of. You know, when you, when people are talking about positivity, and people are talking about changing your your mental attitudes and your your, your you know state of mind and stuff like that. We are uh, we are very adaptable to our surroundings. So if we are around a bunch of negativity, if we you know if we are around a bunch of naysayers and everything else, it's very very easy for that to influence us. And we have that ability too that all of a sudden we adopt that that practice of becoming naysayers and everything else. So if I can feed my mental diet of positive of reinforcement. If I can feed that of inspirational people and inspirational talks and listening to people and stuff like that, it's been tremendous, especially an incredible way to start the day. And that's that I think starting the day off on that foot has been huge, huge. Now, it's very easy for it all to come crashing down. Wednesday, Wednesday, I had an issue at work and... Uh, <laughs> 
and it turned my mood sour real fucking fast, and uh, and I struggled. I struggled a lot. Struggled into Thursday. Still got my ass out of bed Thursday. Did my walk on Thursday, even though I did not want to. Trust me, I fought myself. I had my enemy mind was like, it's just one day. You can just just lay here. Yesterday was shitty. You deserve it. And I said no. I said fuck you, evil Mike. I'm getting up and I'm doing it. And I pushed myself out of bed and I did my walk. Grumpily, uh, I did listen to uh, to uh, uh, Kevin Smith and Harley Quinn's podcast, the the first one for Vegan Abattoir, uh, yesterday. So uh, so I listened to that as I was walking, which was good. It had some laughs in it and everything else. And again, listening to. Uh, uh, to them interview and stuff. It was great. So that kind of helped me a little bit on Thursday, uh, but I still was pretty damn grumpy for most of the day. And then uh, after work on Thursday, instead of just transferring my ass uh, out of my home office into the couch, which I have a beautiful couch that just is wonderful as far as uh, – <laughs> sucking you in <laughs> and uh, and making you uh, just feel very warm and cozy and not want to leave it. And instead of transplanting my ass from, like I said, my office, uh, which is not super comfortable, into this couch, which was just begging me for to, to do so and just begging me to just put on YouTube and be my miserable self, kind of just scrolling through useless, mindless content, I said to my daughters, let's make sandwiches and go to the park for a picnic dinner. And we did, and we did. And, and to be honest with you, I said it earlier in the day to them. I, I suggested it, and when dinner time rolled around, I kind—I was tired, and I kind of was like, I don't really want to do this. And Sam was like, are we still doing it? My daughter was like, are we still doing it? And I was like, yeah, we're still doing it. It's fine. So we did. Made sandwiches. I made them sandwiches. I had, uh, I had a zucchini, so I noodleized. I zoodled. Uh, zucchini, uh, put some tahini sauce on it, had uh, a little flatbread with peanut butter and some freeze-dried strawberries and a little package. We went out to a local park, and we found a little pavilion area where nobody was, so we were by ourselves. We sat down, we had a good time. Uh, we brought baseball gloves with us and baseball, and my daughter Sammy and I started throwing a baseball back and forth. Uh, my other daughter Lena was playing some music and everything else uh, while we were throwing the baseball back and forth, and my mood instantly lifted. It was amazing. I had such a great time uh, playing catch with uh, with my daughter. We do it in the backyard. This is the first time that we've played catch like outside of our backyard. And uh, it was so much more fun. We had a great time at the park just throwing it. And we were just in the pavilion area and everything else. And all of a sudden, the nightly storm started rolling in and there was thunder and lightning. And there was no rain at first and we're fine. We're just throwing the ball, having a good time. And then the rain started. So we jump under the pavilion. We're all huddling under the pavilion. Lena decides that she wants to go and dance in the rain. And she did. And she danced in the rain. She tried to get me out there. I was like, no. Uh, so I did not dance in the rain. I was not that spirited, I guess. But had a good time uh, watching her dance in the rain and everything else. And uh, then we came home. But I want to say that I have been... I, I like. I feel like my sense of smell has become heightened recently too because when that rain started falling the smell of the 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 wet summer earth that was just rising up it was amazing like it, it and it was totally a mood enhancer at, to the whole situation i was already flying pretty darn high from having a good time playing catch with my daughter and everything else and 
then all of a sudden this this you know crazy storm came in and Lena was having fun. I saw the joy on her face as she was dancing around, and then this smell kind of wafted in that summer rain smell, that wet earth smell, and everything. Oh, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. And I've also noticed on my walks. When I'm walking in the morning, I smell, I walk past bushes or something like that. And obviously it's that time of year where, where those things are, you know, trying to entice other uh, bees and, you know, pollinators to come in there so they can pollinate and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so but I smell these fragrances that I, I think, you know, obviously if I wasn't outside, I wouldn't have the opportunity to. I was locked in my house. I have, you know, uh, Febreze smell, whatever they think uh, summer rain smells like. <laughs> which doesn't smell like what happened the other night, what happened Thursday night. So um, so having these wild smells, these real smells out there on my walks and everything, it's something I've noticed. It's something I've taken uh, more and more pleasure in as well. And it really is all about just getting out there and doing it and, and having a good time with it. Now, again, my walks, my morning walks are not, yes, there is a fitness side to it, of course, obviously, getting my body moving, taking a walk. There is amazing, amazing research when it comes to uh, the benefits of walking, just walking a half hour a day between mood enhancement, between uh, you know, walking a half hour after a large meal, uh, helping as far as mood enhancement goes, as far as that goes for the simple fact that your, your body regulates sugar better. So you don't have sugar spikes or insulin spikes or anything like that. After eating a large meal, if you walk for just a half hour, I'm not saying you have to go out there and hike and power walk or run or anything like that. Just stroll, just stroll for a half hour after eating a large meal and your muscles, start activating, which which soak up all that sugar and start using that sugar because that's what all that's for, right? That's what that sugar is for is fuel for those muscles. So as you're, you're walking after having a large meal and stuff like that, instead of your body just resting and you have these crazy spikes in and screw up, you know, throw off your body chemistry, which throws off your mind chemistry and your hormone chemistry and everything else, and it's just a domino effect of sadness, <laughs> in my opinion, it, or, or especially in my body. Um, you have this, this activation instead where your body's using that fuel properly. And again, there's just amazing studies that you can find where people just walk a half hour a day. Now I'm walking a little bit longer than that. I'm trying to keep movement throughout the day as well, which I think has helped. Uh, I have average, I, <laughs> this watch tracks my steps for me. So, uh, so I have seen the steps I, I averaged last week, uh, 15,000 steps a day. Um, I try to, when I walk in the morning, by the time I get back, I, I'm right around 8,000. So, uh, that's my morning walk. So before, you know, it's an hour, if I leave at six, six thirty, like I left at six thirty today, it took me a half hour to, to truly get out the door and start walking. I got back at seven thirty. that's 8,000 steps by seven thirty in the morning. So, um, so it has tracked the steps. So I'm averaging, uh, like 15,000 a day or whatever. And I'm not counting it. I'm not looking at it. I'm not like, oh, I got to hit this certain goal or whatever. It just is what it is. Uh, let me see where I'm at today. Today was a big day, I think. I did some pacing. Uh, Wednesday was a big day, too, because I was on the phone and, again, had some issues with work and I was pacing a lot. I'm at 21,000 steps today uh, right right now. So, But I had some, some time. Like I said, I had that extra half-hour walk. Uh, after I ate Del Taco, I did walk again for another half hour because that was definitely a high carb uh, kind of meal that I needed to uh, to work through my body, make sure I wasn't spiking and putting myself out, you know, on the couch or whatever. So I kept my body moving for a half hour 
just strolling, just, you know, nothing intense, anything like that. In the morning, it's a little bit more intense sometimes when I'm walking because there's other people out there. And I'm like, well, they're walking fast. I can walk fast, too, you know. But some days I'm just strolling, you know. I have some euphoric shoegazy music on, and I'm just looking around, looking at the wildlife, looking at the the tree life, looking at the sky. And, you know, there's a big field, so uh, I'm just kind of looking around, very strolly euphoric in the morning sometimes. You know, sometimes, again, I'm a little bit more power walking. Two days a week, I'm going to start trying to do a little joggy jog runny run, which is crazy. Uh, my rule of thumb has always been in life, uh, unless something's chasing you, there's no need to run. Uh, and even then, just hang out with a group of people because you don't need to be the fastest. You just need to be faster than the slowest so, or willing to trip them. So, uh, so you know, uh, I've always had that standpoint of I don't run. It's not a thing. I don't know why. I have no idea why. I was walking and I was in like maybe a little small downhill section. And I was like, I'm going to jog a little bit. And I started trying to jog. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the sensation of a fat man jogging is a cha-chunk, cha-chunk, cha-chunk. You feel your whole body just up and down and up and down, cha-chunk. Your whole, all the, that weird suspended fatty stuff around your body, just cha-chunk, cha-chunk. It, it's like, <laughs> I hate, I carry my phone. I don't put my phone in my pocket. I hate um, like, especially when I'm walking and stuff like that, I just hold on to it. It's no big deal. I hate having like loose pockets and then some heavy flopping around in there. Now you take that sensation of, of a phone in like a loose, uh, basketball pant, uh, shorts type pocket or whatever. And you have that flopping around as you're walking and kind of swaying around. And now just apply that entire feeling uncomfortably to your whole upper body midsection kind of thing. Every step, up and down, cha-chunk, cha-chunk, <laughs> it's horrible, but I did it, I did it, I ran for a whole tenth of a jog, I didn't run, I jogged for a whole tenth of a mile the first day, all right, so uh, the second time, so I, I think I'm going to do this two days a week as part of my walk in the morning, so this is more the, I'm going to incorporate a little fitness into my morning walks two days a week, now, uh, so I'm going to try to add a little, little runny run to it. So, and like I said, a little jog. So the first one was a tenth of a mile and I was like, Ooh, that was good. I feel good about that. It was towards the end. It was on my way out. So it was like the last tenth of a mile at the park before I hit the road back to my house. So, uh, which is all uphill by the way, <laughs> on the way back to my house. So I was like, there's no way in hell I'm running that right now. And the park I walk at does have some hills. So, um, so the second time this week that I did that, when I went and I said, well, I'm going to do a little, try a little run, I actually did uh, a little bit more. So, uh, so I ran in three sections of it. So it was like a whole three tenths of a mile, something like that. If you add it up, I don't know, something along those lines. I'm basing it on some silly mile marker thingies that, that are on the, the, the path or whatever. It was a little more than that is what it is. So, but it got me moving a little bit more and stuff like that. And, and I didn't die. I didn't die. That was like the thing. And nobody was chasing me. So there was really no reason for me to run, but I did it anyway. <laughs> and I'm inspired, I think, by some of the other people that are out there that are doing it, that are running. And I'm you know, amazed by it. One of the other things I wanted to talk about as far as what I'm finding with this morning walk is, can walking be meditation? I suck at meditation. I hate, hate meditation. I'm really bad at it. Like, I sit there... And I try, like, I want to be good at meditation. I want to so badly. Uh, it's just some, a skill that I truly want to learn because I think it's just some badass shit. 
that is, you know, being able to clear your mind and stuff like that. Uh, I try, I focus on the breathing and then I sit there and I'm like, you can't do this. And then I sit there and argue with myself in my own brain during the whole meditation about why you can't just shut off your brain and shut up and just pay attention to your breathing. And I understand that meditation for most people is not a, uh, a skill that is a one and done situation. This is a learned skill. And I just, I, I've always had issues with it. And I've tried multiple types of meditation. Um, there's, uh, you know, meditation where there, you have like mala beads where you uh, recite a mantra, right? So you focus on that mantra as you move these beads through your hands. There's 139, please forgive me if I'm wrong there, but I think it's something, something along those lines. And um, you reply, you, re, you say this mantra, and you're trying to focus on that mantra instead, right? So your your brain is being able to focus on that and everything else. Uh, the most successful, the most successful meditation I think I've had as actual like sitting still meditation is meditation with sound, sound meditation, Tibetan uh, singing bowls. I like them a lot. They're very expensive though, uh, for really nice ones that have great tones and stuff like that. But I can get, you know, that, that whole, that bowl humming and kind of focus on that tone and let my brain kind of go around that tone and listen to my own breath and stuff like that, uh, in, in time with that tone and, and hear that and everything else. And I, I don't know if it just distracts my brain enough to where I can focus a little bit more on that. So as far as true meditation goes, that, that sound meditation is something that, that I want to explore a little bit more as well, that the frequencies and stuff like that. Cause I, I definitely think, you know, I think we're susceptible to, to to frequencies. I think that's why music is such a, an attractive thing to a lot of humans and everything else is, is because of frequencies and, and sounds and stuff like that. So uh, there's, you know, you want to get into universe. I have a, I have a, 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 a I'd like to call her a friend. She's uh, somebody I, I knew from high school that I've been watching on Facebook. And, and I, I would like to, to say she's still a friend. Um, she is a, a coach. She's like a spiritual coach and everything else. And she talks about frequencies all the time. And, and uh, I, I, you know, I, 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 some of it makes so much sense. Some of it makes so much sense as far as like frequencies and the earth and the, the universe and everything else. And she does, she does uh, some sound bathing and stuff like that as well, which is like sound meditation talks about frequencies and everything else. So I'd like to learn a little bit more, more about that. And she is definitely somebody that I would love to kind of interview uh, on this podcast uh, a little bit later on and stuff like that. Once I learn a little bit more, once I understand a little bit more, get some interviews going with people like that, that I know that are incredible, that I think are worthwhile to listen to and kind of chat with and everything else. So, um, so I think sound frequency and stuff like that is great. It's cool. Um, you know, universal frequencies, I'm still looking into that kind of stuff, but uh, as far as meditation goes, sound meditation, but can walking be a form of meditation? Because I found myself, I found myself on these morning walks, right? Completely clear mind, especially some of the times when I had some, uh, like, uh, when I was in the euphoric world of shoegaze music, this, this great music, stuff like that. I wasn't listening to the lyrics. There was just, you know, it was a lot of just the, the music kind of allowed me to, and I was just, I was focusing on my breathing. I was focusing on my steps. You know, it was not, there was people passing by, but there was, you know, it, was, it wasn't a, my brain wasn't making decisions, I feel, <laughs> or anything like that. I smile. Uh, but I feel like I've created a, a meditation within my own walking, right? 
So I'm looking into this, and it, I'm not the pioneer of this, apparently. <laughs> Walking meditation is an actual thing. And I'm like, no shit, that's amazing. On top of that, Walking in the woods as far as a meditative state is also a big thing. And I love being out in nature. I love walking in the woods. Now, when I say walking in the woods, I'm not talking, again, power hikes or something like that. I'm talking about strolling through tall trees and everything else. It is called, and this is amazing, uh, the Japanese have a word for this. And there's no way in hell I'm going to try to pronounce the Japanese word. But the translation is forest bathing. Forest bathing, okay, and it's it's walking among tall trees, walking among tall trees, not hiking, not exercising, just being with nature, listening, smelling, you know, seeing the 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 way that that the world is as far as a natural state goes and everything else. You're just reconnecting, and there has been studies that again we're looking at people with uh, with depression and mood. Uh, disorders or mental health issues that are mood altering anxieties and and um, and uh, different depressions and stuff like that different levels of depression where they went out and 30 minutes a day they spent among these tall trees just reconnecting and wandering and they had like 30 percent improvement in mood so it's like on par with some of the medications. Now, again, if you guys are on medications and they're working for you, keep going. That's great. I have I have no issues with that. I have no issue. I'm not here as a holistic freaking shaman guru. And by the way, if you call yourself a shaman, I have issues with that. Unless you're a real shaman. If you're just a white dude, you ain't a shaman. Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, you know, if you're, I'm not sitting here trying to be like that. I'm not saying... Stop taking your medication that's working for you and try to go wander around some tall trees. I'm saying go walk around some tall trees and see how it makes you feel on top of what's working for you right now. Because if it's working, it's working, and that's really what the key is, right? If it's not working and you're looking to change things up, then great, let's change things up. Obviously, talk to your doctor, talk to your physician about that, talk to your psychiatrist about that, talk to whoever you're talking to about it. You don't want to just cut everything out and be like, I'm going to try this because some stupid guy has a podcast that I listen to with six other people and they told me to go walk around tall trees because it's going to make me feel better, right? Try it. See what happens, but don't don't stop what you're doing. And I think a lot of those medications too, you know, SSRIs and stuff like that, you can't just cut them off cold turkey. You want to wean yourself off of those because of the way they affect your brain and stuff like that, you know, keeping chemistry and, and, and like, now granted, again, I don't know, but talk to your physician about it, talk to your doctors about it if you want to do that. Um, but if it's working for you, keep it up. I, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging you to find your happiness in any way that works. This is what I'm trying right now. And some of it seems to be working for me again. I don't know if this is just the new, new, right? If, if I'm in the honeymoon phase with myself here and, uh, and as soon as that new, new, that shininess, that sparkle wears off, I'm all of a sudden, my enemy mind's going to come back out and be like, hey, you remember me? Let's go sit on that couch. It's comfy as fuck. <laughs> okay? So we'll see how it goes, how it continues. But for right now, I'm I'm engaged. Uh, I'm engaged with myself. I, I'm, I'm engaged with my practice right now. And, and, you know, a lot of this stuff, meditation is a practice, right? The walking meditation is a practice that that I'm kind of developing into, I think. And like I said, I'm not this is, I'm not a pioneer when it comes to this, but it's been working for me. And I, I find myself in like a meditative meditative state through this morning walk 
that I've never been able to have such a clear mind like that during other traditional styles of meditation uh, where it's, you know, sitting and, and either focusing on a word or focusing on just your breath or whatever. I've done guided meditations before. And again, I understand it's a skill. So it's something you got to do. It's a practice, right? It's a practice. This has clicked with me so far, and I think it's great. Uh, and I've been really, 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 really enjoying it. So, um, so that's that's kind of it's been kind of a revelation. Like I've been really excited about uh, recording this this podcast to talk to you guys about this, and you know, it might be, seem silly or whatever. The other thing I will say about walking on a track with other people, or not a track, but it's path on other people. Um, <laughs> People with long ponytails that are walking and running, watching the ponytails swing back and forth is one of the most mesmerizing things I have ever encountered in the morning. It's, it's beautiful. I don't care whose ponytail it is, all right? As long as it's a long ponytail and it gets this rhythmic swaying to it, whether they're walking or jogging or whatever, I can watch that ponytail go back and forth. It's like a metronome. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's one of the most mesmerizing, silly things that I have noticed while I was out there walking uh, with people, anybody with a long ponytail that is walking or, or, or like I said, jogging or anything like that. It creates this this incredible metronome, natural metronome of uh, of swaying back and forth. And I got lost in it. Uh, today I went out there this morning, I went for my walk this morning and like I said, I was there at like six, six fifteen, six thirty. I was out there and there was an amazing rainbow and I get yeah, damn right. I took a picture of it. Uh, so it was an amazing rainbow. It's probably going to be the cover art for, for this episode. Uh, but I took a, a picture of a rainbow this morning at six o'clock in the morning. It was great. It did develop into a double rainbow. I did not want to become double rainbow guy. So I only took a picture of the single rainbow. Uh, but, uh, but it was great. It was such a pleasant pleasant thing again the smell of the earth uh was was a little 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 wet and musty this morning there was a little haze uh because of all the rain we had that you know this morning was kind of burning off some some of that dew some of that rain some of that excess moisture was hanging in the air so uh some of the fields there was kind of like a, a fog a low fog just kind of hanging out and stuff like that and it cleared as i was walking around uh the 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 fields you know the second time around it wasn't there and stuff like that so just watching the earth wake up in the morning, watching this park wake up in the morning as I strolled around uh, the the the, uh, the path and kind of uh, just breathe, you know, just totally took in full lungs of air and uh, and really was just fucking happy. Uh, it was amazing. It was really, really, really amazing. So. Uh, positive inputs, I think, across the board is is definitely a must-have when it comes to this. I think we are all very susceptible. I think we are all very um, adaptable to our surroundings, right? So if we are, and, and you know what? Unfortunately, sometimes that means maybe uh, cutting some ties with some, some friends or something like that. If you have a, a, a social circle, right? Right now, I don't have a social. Nobody has a social circle. We, we shouldn't have a social circle of, because we're all uh, distancing and stuff like that. Because this damn, here in this U.S. at least, the virus ain't gone. It's, it's on the upswing instead because of reasons that I'm not going to get into here to get my blood boiling. And again, on, uh, um, on social media, I have enacted my do not engage policy, and it has been very good for me this week. I have seen some articles. I've read some articles that I need to know about my 
uh, decisions that the uh, the county is doing as far as my kids' schooling goes, and I didn't go into the comments. I did not go into the comments to get enraged because those comments would enrage me. I know they would. Uh, so I've, I've, I've stayed away from those comments. I, I, so I've been able to interact on social media. Positive inputs there as much as possible. Positive inputs as far as the fuel that's going into my body. Positive inputs as far as getting my body moving and getting my blood pumping and that oxygenated blood through my whole body. And now positive inputs when it comes to uh, mental too, listening to positive people and and uh, and uh, enjoying what they have to say and and being inspired by what they're saying and what they're doing and everything else. So it, it's truly a surrounding. I'm not saying again. Again, Wednesday was a bad day. Thursday started out as a bad day. I was able to turn around though. That's a big big deal because in the past. Wednesday would have been a bad day, and then I don't know when I would have had another good day after that. I would have been the grumpy bastard for the rest of the month, maybe. I don't know. I would have not have pulled myself up and said, yes, let's go have this picnic. Let's get out of this damn house, and let's get out here, and let's go have that picnic, which was a huge mood lifter for me to be able to do that with my daughters. And that pulled me out. That really pulled me out of the the hole that I put myself in on Wednesday and carried over a little bit into Thursday, you know. Uh, it, it really was the final rung of the ladder that got me out of that hole that, that I put myself in, which that turnaround is huge. Like I said, in the past, I would have been just just replaying what happened on Wednesday in my head over and over and over and dwelling on it and becoming more and more enraged by it and pissed off by it and doubting my self-worth and everything else and putting myself into a deeper, deeper hole. Instead, I let that shit go. Instead, I moved on. Thursday, I, I had some killer-ass work. I did some great work on Thursday. And I, I, I acknowledge that. You know, again, Thursday evening was when I really pulled myself out of that hole and got, had this this happy feeling again, had a damn good day at the end of the day there, and I was able to look back and say, you know what, Thursday was a good day. I let that shit go from Wednesday. I moved on. I was still grumpy in the morning. The walk helped a little bit. Uh, I did my job. I went to work. I, I did it in, you know, as best as I could to inspire. <laughs> I, I play a character, you know. I, I when I when I do seminars and when I train and stuff like that at work, I you know I could be the most miserable person in the world. As soon as I'm on, when it comes to to my work or whatever, that's a character, right? So, so uh, so typically, even if I was even if I was in a bad mood or whatever, my training would typically not be effective. I'd be the warm and bubbly and happy motherfucker that I am, you know, <laughs> uh, it during that training and everything. And then as soon as it's over, it's like, uh, all right, let me take that mask off and boom, instantly back to it. I'm going to just die here on this couch. I'm just going to sit here on this couch for the rest of the day and just, you know, let it, let it become part of me instead while I mindlessly, uh, stare at a stupid TV and everything else. So, uh, pulling myself out of that is huge. That's been absolutely huge. So I look back on the day on Thursday after after the picnic and we got home and everything else. And I look back on the day and I was like, you know what? It was not a bad day. It was a pretty damn good day. I didn't harp on anything in the past. I moved past it. 
I moved past that Wednesday issue that I had. I, I, I did a great job as far as my uh, my job went, my actual job itself. I had a great time with uh, with getting out there and having this picnic with my daughters and throwing a ball around and watching my other daughter dance in the rain and be happy and smile and everything else and have this incredible smell of summer rain and the wet earth and everything else. It was great. It was wonderful. And it rolled into a wonderful Friday a day for me as well. I, again, did some incredible training today at work. Started off with a great, great walk this morning, listening to some some fun. It was episode two of, of the uh, the Vegan Abattoir, uh, the Kevin Smith Harley Quinn podcast. And uh, started that day, started off with that, with some smiles, some laughs as I was walking around doing my, my morning walk and everything. Came home, had a cup of coffee. It was lovely. Had a glass of water <laughs> and got to work. And had an inspired day of work. It was wonderful. Did what I needed to do. Sent some great emails. You know, it, it finished the Friday off, even though it was a long Friday. Uh, I did a lot today. Uh, finished the Friday off and going, yeah, that was a good day at work. You know, I'm glad it's the weekend. I'm tired because I worked. You know, I worked good today. So, uh, and now I got the chance to to record this and share with you guys. So hopefully you've enjoyed this. You know, I, I, I'm right around the 50 minute mark here. So um, I covered, I think, everything I really wanted to cover that I had notes written down for. Oh, the, the cold showers. I didn't talk about cold showers. I, I talked about it at the beginning. Real quick, I've been taking some cold showers. Now, like, not to begin with. Like, you don't get in in a cold, like, I'm not getting in in a cold shower. I start my shower off after, because I come back and I'm in the south, right? So even at six o'clock in the morning, it's hot as fuck outside already. So I do my walk, and I come back, and I'm just bathed in sweat just from a simple walk, especially the way home. Like I said, it's uphill both ways with no shoes on in the snow or something like that is, is what they used to say, right? But on my way home, it's, there's there's two pretty large hills. My house is on top of one of them. Uh, so, like, I walk up a hill, then walk halfway down and come into my subdivision, and then walk up a hill again to my house. So after walking my, my little meditative stroll or whatever, coming home, there is definitely some upward hills and some, some, some strain going on there where I sweat a little bit extra <laughs> on the way home. So I'm bathed in sweat and I go take a shower. I start off in the warm shower and everything else. And then I, I, I end it. I, I, I end the shower with, with tipping into the cold and stuff like that. And again, I've read articles and, and, uh, I've I've read about this years ago and everything else, and I used to do this uh, years ago as well. Uh, and I've started doing a little bit longer, uh, you know, in the colder a little bit longer. But it, there's again, there's studies that show cold showers are are mood enhancing. It's amazing to think about that. Uh, it was a treatment at one point in time. Now, granted, all right, back in in the early days of of institutions and stuff, where it was more like let's just put people there that we don't want to deal with in society instead of like real science. Yes. They, they used uh, cold baths as torture, you know, especially they were locking women up into these, uh, into these institutions because they had hysteria, uh, hysteria. It becomes, uh, because of the uterus, you know, that's where it comes from. That's where hysteria, if you look at the, the, the meaning of what hysteria is, it's, it was a female problem, uh, because of the female bits, right? Because doctors didn't know shit back then. And people were literally, it's like you had, a, you had a problem with your wife. You go lock her up in an institution. 
And uh, this woman was a perfectly cognitive woman and everything else, and there, there was no reason for them to be there. So, yes, there was punishment used where they literally were throwing them in ice baths and stuff like that. But legitimately, legitimate treatments, legitimate uh, uh, studies have shown that cold showers, you know, and again, you don't have to sit there and do the whole cold shower. Just at the end of the shower, kind of tiptoe into that colder world, let it kind of hit your back or your chest first, and then kind of let it wash over you, and that cold water just activates everything, just tingling. Woo! It's crazy. And to be honest with you, with it being so hot, it's nice because I get out of the shower, and I'm not like instantly covered in sweat again as well. So it wakes you up, it gets you going, it gets, like I said, your your, your nerve endings tingling and everything else. So there is definitely, I think, um, some validity to uh, to uh, introducing cold showers into a routine, into a morning routine or any time of a shower routine. I don't know if you'd want to, you know, if you're a night shower, I'm not a night shower. Uh, even with a warm shower and stuff, if I try to take a shower before bed, I'm wide awake, um, so so I'm not a night shower person. And I, excuse me, I think that uh, a cold shower at night would probably be even worse for you as far as uh, waking you up. But if you're a morning shower person, like I'm a morning, I've always been a morning shower person, or sometimes a late afternoon uh, shower person, depending on the day, or sometime a, a, a week later shower person if if uh, if I'm in a real mood that week. So. <laughs> Uh, it's the joy of depression sometimes, right? We, we we become really, really shitty about showering sometimes in our depressive states. I've been there, okay? Uh, but I try to shower in the morning, uh, especially right now where I'm doing these walks and I'm just covered in sweat and everything else. So... Um, so it's it's I think there's definitely some validity to these cold showers. So a combination of of for me this this meditative morning walk, this this little bit of fitness that I'm trying to incorporate into this routine, this um, positivity bubble that I'm trying to surround myself with, this this uh, influential bubble, this you know this good vibe type bubble that I'm trying to surround myself with the good fuel I'm putting in with the occasional treats like today with the Del Taco, um, you know, the good fuel, that sort of thing. Sunday, uh, I'm super excited about Sunday. I'm going mushroom hunting, going on a guided mushroom hunt, learning how to mushroom forage uh, on Sunday uh, with a group. It's going to be amazing uh, going with uh, with somebody I, I, I deeply care very very much about so it's going to be wonderful we're going to have the opportunity to do some forest bathing <laughs> while we're looking for mushrooms reconnecting uh with nature looking for for tasty tasty mushroom chanterelles or lion's mane or or whatever else we can find chicken of the woods stuff like that i'm so excited about learning about mushroom foraging actually bought at the farmer's market kennesaw uh farmer's market here in georgia on monday i bought some some forage from a licensed forager uh some forage from the north georgia mountains that morning some forage chanterelles i made an amazing uh chanterelles pecan and a little maple syrup uh glaze oh, it was great i had that with dinner one night it was a wonderful dinner um and so you know there's there's just 
and then we had some corn and I had some, and I took some jackfruit and I made some barbecue jackfruit and I think I found the trick to enjoying barbecue jackfruit but that's a whole nother story if you guys want to hear about it feel free to interact with me you can send me an email guys talk to me mikeshappiness at gmail.com or call and leave a message and say damn it Mike give me that jackfruit barbecue secret that you just talked about feel free to call me at 678 678- Five zero six zero three nine nine. I'd love to hear from you. Again, I know right now there's like four to six people that download and listen to me or, or, or anything, and I appreciate you guys doing that. Hopefully I'm entertaining to you guys. Hopefully you're getting something out of this. All right? Hopefully you are starting on your own journey for your own pursuit of happiness. And with that, spread love, not hate. I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great rest of your day.